John chapter 5, and we will read from verse 1 onwards. After this, there was a feast of the Jews, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now, there is in Jerusalem by the Sheep Gate a pool, which is called, in Hebrew, Bethesda, having five porches. In these lay a great multitude of sick people, blind, lame, paralyzed, waiting for the moving of the water. If you have your Bibles with you, underline the word waiting. There were a whole bunch of people in need, people in need, waiting for the move of the water. People in need, waiting for the move of the water. How can you wait for something if you don't expect the results for it? How can you wait for something if you don't know what's going to happen? See, you can never wait for something unless you definitely know somebody's coming or something is coming. So there is a waiting that is involved when faith is actively present. I want to repeat this as the Holy Spirit wants me to. There's a waiting that is involved when an expected thing is about to happen, which equals active faith. Active faith equals waiting. You cannot wait without expectation. You cannot expect without having faith. So faith is a key component, a key ingredient in receiving your expected end. I want to repeat this again. Faith is a key component, a key ingredient in receiving your expected end. If you want what God has for you to take place in your life, it is absolutely necessary for us to be at a state of rest, at a state of rest. That means you know for sure God has said something. He said that this water here or this pool here is going to be stirred up. When that happens, healing will take place. So because of that, people wait, they wait and they wait and they wait. Are they simply sitting saying that, well, I'm here to just watch the water stir up. And when the water gets stirred up, somehow, supernaturally, wherever I'm sitting, I'll get healed. No, that's not the condition there. The condition there is when the waters are stirred up, whoever jumps into the pool first, they'll get healed. So waiting is necessary, but during the waiting process, staying alert is necessary. God is speaking to our hearts at this hour. I really want you to pay attention, close attention to what the Spirit of the Lord is saying at this hour. Waiting involves attention, staying focused. Waiting involves keen watching. Waiting involves expecting and looking for that which needs to come into their hands. There was this man in the Bible, Jesus said, the story about the father who was very rich and he had two sons and one son was obedient and stayed with the father and the other one was a crook and he he was with the wrong crowd and he wanted to take the inheritance from the father and he went away, he squandered everything and he came to a place where he lost everything and he did not have the food that he needed to eat and a famine came to the land. Everything turned against him. Initially, he thought everything was towards his favor, but everything went against him. So when everything turned against him, what did he do? He said, I'm going to get up and I'm going to go back and I'm going to repent and I'm going to ask forgiveness from God. I'm going to ask forgiveness from my father. And he said, I'm going to go and he made his way. But in the meantime, you see a father who is waiting eagerly waiting for his son to return. So his waiting involves staying there, looking and looking in the direction 
Ah, the road. Is he coming? Is he coming? He will be coming. Is he coming today? Tomorrow he'll be coming. He didn't come today. Now it became dark. Tomorrow he'll come. Tomorrow he was waiting. As he was waiting, one day, what he expected came into his hand. That his son, who was gone, returned back home. God is speaking to our hearts today. Waiting cannot take place without our active faith. You can't say I'm waiting. Waiting is not just being idle, just saying that, okay, I have no choice. I just have to go through the motions. No, waiting involves active expectation, actively expecting God to do that which God has promised you. Now, the people here who are by the pool of Bethesda had received a promise. What was their promise? Their promise was no matter what sickness you may have, no matter what kind of you know, infirmity you may have. No matter how many years you might have had this. When this pool is stirred up, that means the pool will be stirred up. When this stirring happens, whoever is keeping their eyes on the pool and whoever will jump into the pool, they will get healed. That means no matter how impossible the condition is, the result is going to be absolutely astounding. That was a promise given by God to these people. Now, these people who receive the promises of God which is healing and restoration and creative miracles and whatever it may be, whatever it is, all you need to do is, is to make it into the pool, jump into the pool. So what are they doing? They're saying, we believe that this stirring will take place. Now, those who don't believe will say, well, what I have to waste my time over here? I can sit home. I can be taken care of at home. Why should I be here? Because if I am here, I'm going to be by myself. The family is not going to be with me day and night. I don't know, by the way, when the stirring will take place or if the stirring will take place. I know somebody came and said that the pool is going to be stirred up, but who knows? Who knows? But there was someone who believed that and who went there and saw the pool stir up and jump into the pool and they got healed. Now, when they got healed and they went ran, they went they went running and they ran and they told the rest of the crowd, they said, oh, I got healed. And those who saw him sick and now they're seeing him well, they say, what is this? And he said, oh, that pool got stirred up. You know, this person said that it was going to get stirred up. And I believed and I went there and this pool was stirred. And when it was stirred, I jumped in first. I got healed. Now you see, oh, my son is sick. My daughter is sick. Oh, my granddaughter is sick. Oh, my grandson is sick. Oh, I'm sick. If this happened to that person, it can happen to me. So what did they do? They all also came to the pool of Bethesda. Now you have a whole bunch of people waiting there for the stirring of the water. If God said that the pool will be stirred, then that the pool will be stirred, not according to your time, but according to God's time. When God says, I will stir the pool. And when the stir, when the stir happens or when the stirring takes place, what is your participation? What is your role in getting the healing? Stirring of the pool is God's work. Jumping into the pool first or first jumping into the pool or being the first person to jump in the pool is man's part. I won't repeat this. Stirring of the pool is God's work because while he stirs the pool, healing takes place. So the stirring of the pool itself contains a healing. When the angel of the Lord who carries that healing anointing comes and stirs the pool up, the healing will take place. That's guaranteed. When that'll happen, which day it'll happen or which time of the day it'll happen is not given at all. God is speaking to our hearts at this hour. It is very important for us to understand what God has spoken, believe what God has spoken, and sit 
and learn how to wait on the Lord. When this will happen is something that is up to God Almighty. It's not man's prerogative. It's God's prerogative. According to his time, he works. And when he does it, it's marvelous in our eyes. And the Spirit of God has recorded this incident in his word, saying that this kind of a miracle was taking place while Jesus Christ was alive. So some kind of healing that was taking place during the lifetime of Jesus, when Jesus was there. Before Jesus came, we don't know how long the stirring of the pool was happening. We don't know. But it's recorded in the Bible that this was happening and a whole bunch of people were waiting. Even though Jesus was healing all over, there were a bunch of people here waiting who didn't know about Jesus. And Jesus came to the place where these people were. God is speaking to our hearts of this hour. You must understand the importance of waiting. If you don't wait, you will miss what God has for you. Importance of waiting. God wants to speak to your hearts about the importance of waiting. When God has said something, it is important to stay put. It is important to stay where God has placed. It's important to have that expectation and stay, not move an inch. Because the pool will be stirred. Because what God said will happen. Because when it happens, I should be there. If I say that, well, hmm, he said that the pool will be stirred. Maybe it'll happen tomorrow, but today I want to go take a break. I don't want tired of sitting here. Why should I be sitting here? Let me go home. The go home or going home, I want to go home attitude will rob us of the blessing. Those who try to take frequent breaks from God or are you in occasional breaks from God, will miss that which God has for them. Because you know what? It's the time when you take a break is when the stirring will take place. God is speaking to our hearts at this hour. When the spirit of God is working, when the spirit of God is moving, make sure you are there. When the spirit of God is working, make sure you are there. When the spirit of God is working, make sure you are there where the pool is being stirred up. The faith of a person in the work of the Holy Spirit is absolutely necessary. The faith of a person in the work of the Holy Spirit is absolutely necessary. Active faith is absolutely necessary if you want God to do something substantial in your life. God will do what he wants to do when he wants to do. When he has said something, he will fulfill it because he is God. Your faith is important. You have to be there. You have to be connected to God Almighty. You have to be in his presence. You have to believe those who are waiting for the moving of the water. They were waiting for the move of God. Moving of the water is the move of God. God's determination to bless his people. God's determination to heal his people according to his time. God has announced it to his people, that this will happen is true. It's the truth. So at a certain time, the Lord God will say to the angel that carried the healing anointing, go, I want to perform this healing today. Go and stir up the waters. When the angel of God that connect, that contains the healing anointing leaves the presence of God, receiving the power from God, there's a key. The ministering angel of God stands in the presence of God, receives the anointing from God, and he comes down. There's no anointing, no power apart from God Almighty. Whether it's an angel who ministers before God, whether it's a human being who ministers before God, carries the anointing or healing anointing, whatever anointing it may be. No anointing is apart from God Almighty. So every servant of God or every angel of God 
that's being sent by God comes from the presence of God, carrying what God has to deliver to the people whom God wants them to deliver to. So when the stirring of the pool needs to take place, God knows today, at this time, at this moment, the pool has to be stirred. And when the pool is stirred, they, or whoever, says, I want to be first. And they're watching and watching. And as soon as the pool is stirred, they jump in. They will get healed. Why? Did God have this kind of a method? Why didn't he say, when the pool is stirred, all those who jump in while the pool is stirred, well, the pool is going to be stirred for like 15 minutes. It's going to be stirring and stirring and stirring and stirring and stirring because you see so many people are sick and God is so compassionate and let the pool stir for 15 minutes and all those who jump in while the pool is being stirred will get healed. No, God didn't have it that way. God is looking for those who pray diligently. God is looking to see who really wants to be healed. What is your motive? What is your desire? What is your motive? What is your desire? Why do you want to get healed? Do you want to get healed? Two questions here. Do you want to get healed? And why do you want to get healed? God is speaking to our hearts today. If your motive is, well, I want to get healed because I just want to have a life. Well, yes, God wants to give you a life, but if that's your motive, that's not going to take you anywhere. I mean, God can heal you, but he doesn't have to. But if your motive is, I want to be healed because I want to stand as a testimony for God, because I want to bring people to God. I want to be well so that I can serve God. Then you become a good candidate for God to heal you. God is speaking at this hour. Your desire has to be there. You know, there's some people say, well, why should I get healed? I can go for therapy. I can get medicine and I can walk around with the diagnosis and I can walk around with my pills and I can tell people, oh, how many types of disease? It's a sickening cycle. That's a demon in itself that looks for evil attention and cause the suffering to consist to continue, persistent suffering to continue. I'm sick, 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 and they want to stay sick. They won't come to the presence of God where the healing is taking place. Sick and sick and sick and sick, pray for me, I'm 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 sick, pray. They will not make it to the presence of God. Now, if you're not able to make it to the presence of God, God understands that. But if you're able to make it to the presence of God, If you're able to go all over and you're not able to make to the presence of God, God is not obligated to heal you at that point. Those who seek him with all their hearts, they, they, those people will find him. The pool is being stirred up. But when the pool is stirred up, how many of the people who are sick are waiting? Question number one. When the pool is stirred up, How many of those who are sick are actually alert, keeping their eyes on the pool? How many of them are really looking to see when the pool will be stirred? How many of the people say, I need to be close enough so that I can get in? How many people cry and say, I need you to be here? Can you come here every day between this time and this time so that you can throw me into the pool when the pool is stirred up? Your participation 
Your active involvement in your deliverance or healing is absolutely necessary. It's not going to somehow happen. It's not going to some way, somehow, somewhere. Oh, we don't know somehow mysteriously happen. God has laid everything down in his word. God said to these people through, obviously, a vessel of God, that the stirring of the pooling, stirring of the pool will take place. Now, the Bible doesn't say that. Well, all of a sudden, while they were all in the field watching their sheep by night, they heard a voice saying that, go to that pool that has five porches and the pool will be stirred up from time to time. And whoever jumps into the pool will be healed. No. The people know there was some instrument that God placed there to let them know. And there was someone who believed it and went there and got healed. And there was someone who God healed that someone, went and told someone else about what God did for them. Because of that, you have a crowd here at the pool of Bethesda waiting it's important to be that someone who goes and tells someone else of what God has done for this someone so that the other someone can get their blessing to that they can come to the pool of Bethesda and wait. Coming to the presence of God with expectation, with eager expectation is absolutely important, important, important. When you come to the presence of God, you need to know, I am coming here to meet with the king. I am coming to the house of God to meet with the king. I am coming to the house of God because God will do something today. They were waiting for the moving of the water. When you come to the presence of God, do you come looking for the moving of the water? When you come to the house of God, do you come expecting the spirit of God to do a stirring there. The servant of the Lord, when the servants of the Lord comes to the house of God, when they come to the house of God, that the waters are going to be stirred up. Do you come with that expectation? Are you just coming to the house of God? Like, okay, today is Sunday. Let's go. I was glad when they said to me, let's go into the house of God. I'm just going there. Well, it's nice. I'm going to go hear some word and get some encouragement and, and see some people and say hello and, and feel happy that I went to church and I'm going home. Or are you coming with an expectation? Are you coming looking for the move of the water? Are you coming knowing that, oh, today the servants of God are going to carry that anointing of God and come there. I'm coming with expectation. Are you coming with an attitude of receiving what God has for you? All those who came and were there. They were waiting for the moving of the water. Are you waiting for the moving of the water? God is asking you today. Are you waiting for the moving of the waters? God is asking you today. Are you waiting for the moving of the waters? God is asking you today. Are you waiting for the moving of the waters? God is asking you today. How involved are you in what God is doing? How involved are you in what God is about to do? How involved are you in receiving that which God has in store for you? God is speaking at this hour. People were there waiting. Why? Why? For an angel went down at a certain time into the pool and stirred up the water. 
What happened? What happened when the angel of the Lord came? What happened when the angel of God came from heaven down to earth? You know, there's a difference here. The angels of God are called ministering servants of God. They come from the presence of God from heaven down to earth to do what God has commanded them to do. On the other hand, those who truly are anointed of God are also called ministering servants of God. They don't come from the heavens where God is. Not like all of a sudden they get transported every day, they go up to heaven and then they get something come. No. But right where they are, they enter into heaven. There's a zone. There is this realm of God they enter into in prayer, in the presence of God, where the spirit of God gives to them what they need. And having received from God, they go to the people, to the pool, to the place, the meeting place where God has so that the people can be blessed. As they carry it and come to the house of God. This is also the house of God where we're all meeting together. El Betel. God of the house of God. As we come here to the house of God. And the spirit of God who's given the healing anointing to the servants of God. When that is released at that time. Whoever is actively expecting, and whoever is keen on receiving, who's keeping their eyes open because they have faith that God will do it, not for self-gain, but for God's glory, will receive what God has for them. And now God knows who will use it and who will misuse it. And there are some people who receive it faithfully and then misuse it later on. But God gives them a chance to. But exhortation here for every single one is make sure you are not among the people who will receive it and then misuse it. Make sure you'll be among the crowd who will receive what God has for you and bring God the maximum glory, not use it for self-gain. God is speaking to our hearts today. Know your time of visitation. Know your place of visitation. I repeat this as the Holy Spirit wants me to. Know your time of visitation and know your place of visitation. Know that we have seen, even if you've not experienced, which most of you or pretty much all of you have experienced, God's tangible touch in some form or the other. While you know it, you yourself should become a carrier of that word so that others may know. So many more can come to that pool of Bethesda and receive their own healing when the stirring takes place, that they involve their faith with the healing anointing that's released from the pulpit through the servants of God God has placed. That they come from the presence of God to minister to the people of God what they need, to release to them what they need. As they give to them what they need, whoever is there to receive it will get it. Otherwise, what happens, what they carry, they take back with them. Jesus said this to his disciples. When you go to a house, he's talking to his disciples who he anointed. It's not for everybody saying that, shalom, shalom, shalom. And someone says shalom to someone, all of a sudden peace goes to them. No. How does peace get transferred or imparted? It is to a person who has been given peace and given the right to give that peace. You call that anointing. 
And so the disciples were anointed by God and he, they were given this peace to give to people. So when they go to a house and when they see, when they say, peace be upon you, that peace really goes to those people to whom? To those who are worthy of that peace. That means those who believe that and receive that peace, they become recipients of that peace. Jesus said this. But those who don't receive it and those who reject them, what happens? The peace that they pronounce comes back to the servants of God. Came back to the disciples who were anointed by God. And so they took it back. So whoever was, uh, whoever was given this blessing of God's peace, never received it. So you can be in a place, God can send his vessel, his anointed servants, to you in order to bless you. You can receive it or you can reject it. God is speaking at this hour. It's important to be active in the presence of God. It's important to be where God is working. Know your pool of Vedesa and also know what happens there. Wait in the presence of God. Look for the stirring that'll take place. They waited there and as they were waiting for the move, the water, at an unexpected time, the angel of the Lord went down to stir the pool of the waters. God is speaking to our hearts at this hour. We just need to do what God told us to do. If he said he will do something, he will do it. If he said, I'm about to do something, he will do it. We won't know at which hour, at which minute, at which second he will do it. But we know something. If he has promised, then he will do it. If he has promised, if your God has promised, the living God, who's my God, then it will happen. But if you have received the promise and you're casual towards the promise of God, you know, there are comfort-seeking believers who call themselves believers. But they don't really believe. They say that, well, I know the pool of Bethesda is there, but... I can't sit there for too long. My back hurts. I know the pool of Bethesda is there, but you know what? It's too far. I know the pool of Bethesda is there, but you know what? That's my only day of rest where I can relax. Well, stay where you are and keep your disease with you. But if you really want to get well, if you really want to get well, if you really want to get well, then make it to where the stirring is taking place. If you really want to get well, make it to where the stirring takes place. And you know this man that Jesus talks about? He was a man who made it there and who was waiting, but he had no way of being placed in that pool. And for this man, Jesus came. Where did he come? To the pool of Bethesda. If he was not there at the pool of Bethesda, what would have happened? He would have remained paralyzed for the rest of his life. But Jesus came. He was waiting. We don't know how long he was waiting. But God had an appointed time for him. God had an appointed time for him. God had an appointed time for him. The prophecy here that God is speaking today is, if you wait, if you wait, if you wait, Jesus will meet you. where at the pool of Bethesda. If you choose to come to where God is working, and God will meet you where he's working because he has ordained that location. He has ordained that place. He has ordained the time for you, for God to meet with you. 
He's ordained the time where he will send the angel of God to stir up the pool, regardless of how he's going to do it. Whether it is through the angel of God that stirs up the pool, it is at the pool where this man got healed. It is at the pool where many people got healed here. This God-ordained place that God had. People who came with no faith never got healed. People who came just to see, they were seen, but never became partakers of what was taking place. And people who said that, well, I'm not going to be the first one. Let's see what happens if I jump next. Would have never gotten healed. When God gives a prescription, it's important to take the prescription and do it exactly the way it has been prescribed. Never add your own mixture to it. Never try to do your own thing with it. It can become a disaster or it will not work. God is speaking to our today. Are you waiting? Are you waiting in the presence of God? We can say, well, I'm waiting. I'm lying down in my bed and then I'm just waiting, lying down, waiting. God is not only in the pool. Why should you know there are people like that? People who will not do what God tells them to. Why should I go to church? Why should I go to that church? Why can I go to this church that's right next door? Even if they hear so many times, people are getting healed there. They'll say, I'll just stay here. Stay there. Another 10 more years. Why waste your time? It is important to take what God says and do it exactly the way it is. Other people would have said, why? Why should I go there? Why can't I just stay? This is the God of Abraham. I'm a Jew and I can pray right where I am. Well, God didn't say, stay where you are and right by the head of your bed, a pool will be there or an angel will come and he'll just rock your pillow while they're there. And then you get healed. No. God has his way of doing things because he's looking for your obedience, which is an expression of faith. He's looking for your obedience, which is an expression of humility. He wants to bring you to where he is. God wants to bring you to where he is. He came to seek and save that which was lost. Not to say, hey, I found you. Hello. I know you, my lost sheep. Bye. That's not how our God is. He sees the lost sheep. And what does the shepherd do? He takes him and puts him, puts the sheep in his fold. There is such a thing called the fold of God. The body of the Lord Jesus Christ, the church of the Lord Jesus Christ, has been ordained by God for all those who are outside the fold to be brought into the fold of God, the fold of God, the house of God. That's why saying that, well, I'm his temple and I'm his body. I'll stay home and pray. And, you know, I don't have to go to, I mean, if you want to just go to a building, which is called a church, and just go to do some ritual and ceremony, I would say it's a waste of time. However, if there is a pool of Bethesda, if that pool is being stirred, and if God said it's being stirred, and God said that I will send an angel, and the angel comes from time to time, and healing is taking place, it'll be foolish at that point to say, why should I go there? Why can't I stay right here? Well, God is everywhere. Well, you can say all you want. Do you know what? You don't do what God has prescribed. 
the result is not going to be what God has pronounced it to be, pronounced for it to be. God is speaking to our hearts at this hour. Don't try to dictate God. Don't try to do things your own way. Don't try to dictate to the creator of heaven and earth how you should get healed or how you say you want to get healed. God has his way of doing things. Make sure you be found doing what he has told you to do. Make sure you be among those who are waiting. It's those who wait upon the Lord, they shall renew their strength. If God says, in that place where there are five porches and there's a pool there, and that's the pool that's going to be stirred up, don't say that. Well, there's a pool right next to my house. I've been going to this pool for 15 years. I will continue to go and my eczema will be gone. It won't be gone because guess what? The pool is not the healing place. It's the angel of God that brings the healing. And if that angel is not coming there, but it's coming to the pool of Bethesda, then you can go there for another 10 more years and stay the same way. I want to say one more thing as the Holy Spirit wants me to. There is this great commander called Naaman. He had this incurable disease called leprosy. This leprosy will eat away a person from inside and outside until they rot and die. Though he was a commander, though he had the favor of God, though he won many battles, he had this incurable disease that no one could cure. Not even his king. No one could cure him of his leprosy. But there was this prophet in Israel who carried that anointing of God, who had the power to heal. And when he got this information, he traveled all the way from Syria to where this prophet of God was there. He went there. When he went there, this prophet of God did not come out. He stayed inside and he said to a servant, go tell Naaman that he should do this. And what was the instruction? Go to River Jordan, immerse yourself there seven times, and you should be made whole. It's not the Jordan River. It's the prophet of God who carried the healing anointing, released the healing anointing in the word that was given. This man said, well, there are many rivers in my country. Why should I go here to this river? Why should I go here? Why can I go there? Well, obviously, you didn't get healed there, and that's why you came here. When the instruction is given, go there, you'll get healed. It takes wisdom first. And it takes humility. You know who will have wisdom? The humble will have wisdom. The proud will lack wisdom. That's when they'll say, why should I go? Where should I go to that church? Is that the only church there? Where should I go there? Well, go where you want. It's important to understand the order in which God is operating. Obviously, you see something. It's so obvious that this pool is being stirred up. 
It is so obvious that people are getting healed. It's so obvious God is doing something. Even if you don't know all the explanation, you know that it's not happening. That's happening here. Make your way there if you want your healing. It's important. It's very important. You know, there are some people who try to do this. Well, I got healed there. So, you know what? I take some holy water from this pool of Bethesda. I'll give it to you. Get healed. You don't have to go to the pool of Bethesda. You stay where you are. I'll bring some holy water from here and give it to you. Will that work? No, it won't. It's not in the water. It's not in your hands. It is through the angel of God that comes there to stir the pool. We need to get our facts straightened out. It's very important. If you want change to take place, if you want God to work in the lives of your loved ones, don't be at the door and say like, I am the door. That will be the deadliest thing to do. Move out of the way and let God work. Move out of the way so they can enter through the door, the Lord Jesus Christ himself. And come to the pool of Bethesda that God has for them so that they can get healed. It's so important to wait in the presence of God. When the pool is stirred, the healing will take place in the lives of all those who are keen on connecting themselves with God Almighty. With the anointing of God that is released during that hour. God is speaking to our hearts today. Are you waiting? Are you waiting? Are you there among those who are waiting? Are you there with expectation? For the angel of God will come. From time to time God sends. Every week God sends. Every morning call God sends or every Tuesday God sends or whatever time God sends. When that pool is stirred up, are you there? If you are there, are you waiting? Are you alert? Or you are there by the pool and sleeping and the angel of God came and stirred up the pool and you didn't even know. And someone jumped in and they got healed. Don't let anyone take your crown. Don't let anyone take your crown. Don't let anyone take your blessing. Your blessing is for you. Make sure you get it. If you don't get it, someone else will take that place. If you don't take your healing, someone else will take that. Esau lost his blessing because he gave it away. He was not careful. If you're not careful, if you're not watchful, someone else will take it. Jacob took Esau's blessing away. Don't forfeit what God has for you. God wants you to be healed. God wants you to prosper. God wants you to be well. God wants to raise you up to be a mighty testimony. Be diligent in the things of God. Don't give excuses. Don't say, well, I can't get to the pool of Bethesda because A, B, and C came to see me today. Oh, I couldn't get to the pool of Bethesda because, you know what, B refused to take me. I couldn't go to the pool of Bethesda. Be someone who Persevere and be persistent to make it to the bowl of Bethesda. If you can go somewhere else, if you know how to, how to persevere and how to get your way around to all other places, you should know how to get to the house of God. 
It is those who are diligent. They're the ones who get blessed. It is those who are diligent. They're the ones who get blessed. It is those who are keen and those who have faith. It is they. Those people are the ones who will be blessed. God is speaking to our hearts today. Shall we close our eyes and look to the Lord? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, praise you, praise you, praise you, praise you, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Lord, I thank you for this Lord's Day. Thank you for blessing us. Lord, with your word from heaven, through Pastor Pradeep, and through his servant, Lord, this hour. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I pray may every motive be thoroughly sifted. And everything that is not of you be uprooted. So that God can be glorified in every single heart. I pray, Spirit of the living God, that you will touch your people at this hour. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, that every obstacle of Father be removed in Jesus' name, that they may be diligent, every single one may know their place of Bethesda. May they know the stirring of the pool. May they wait expecting the pool to be stirred. May they be alert and be among those who would jump in first. That they may receive everything that God has for them. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Continue to cover your people, oh Lord. That this week may be a blessed week for every single one, Father. Oh, you're the God of wonders. You're the God of wonders. Every promise that you've given to us shall come to pass. We praise you, Father. And we look with expectation. Therefore, we look with expectation. Hallelujah. And thank you for what you have spoken today. Thank you for bringing us into Rehoboth. Hallelujah. Into a season of God's great works. Where God is turning our winter into spring. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Bless you, people. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. As your servant standing in the presence of God. Before the throne of God, according to the power and authority given to me by the almighty God, bless your people on this Lord's day with the blessing that you alone can bless them with, that they may be blessed in their going out and be blessed in their coming in, that they may be faithful to the Lord God almighty and serve him all through this week with a pure heart, that their motives be right before God. May their hearts be open to whatever God would call them to do. May their faith be where it should be so that they can receive all that God has for them. I thank you, Father, for doing this. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Amen.